Hey, future pharmacists, welcome to the extended release version of the Capsule Production Podcast. For those of you that didn't hear the immediate release podcast yet, my guest today worked as a clinical infectious disease specialist for 10 years, and now she teaches at the University of Florida College of Pharmacy. Without any further ado, please welcome Dr. Lisa Vandervoort. All right, guys, welcome back. This is the immediate release version of the podcast. I'm here with Dr. Vandervoort. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. Um... So we were talking about ID stewardship uh, in the previous podcast. So you do more than just that. Uh, you also teach. And uh, what other jobs do you have? Because I know you do quite a few things. Well, I, I work at the University of Florida, but under at UF I have two jobs. I work on the Orlando campus primarily with the 2PD class uh, with Skills Lab um, and also teaching some of a few lectures. And then I also work with the Office of Experiential Programs, which is setting up the rotations for students, whether they be after their first or second year for their intermediate pharmacy practice experiences or for their fourth year for their advanced pharmacy practice experiences. And I really like that job because I get to go out and meet pharmacists um, that work in the field and find really interesting um, positions that they're doing and so that our students can be exposed to the different um, types of skills that pharmacists need. Wow, you do a lot of stuff. Um, how do you like manage all that? Cause you also have a family, and you just, you're you're doing a lot. Do you have a, how do you time? My manage? calendar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if, I, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. Um, no, it's it's funny how they're all kind of tied together. Um, the the work life, um, but balancing the family and work that's always been difficult, no matter which position you hold. And um, but it's just kind of remembering um, to keep work at work and home at home and family. It does come first. Um, it's helpful to have a supportive uh, a support system, um, which my husband and my family helps a lot with making sure my kids get to where they need to go. Yeah. Um, but it's just really just my calendar. If I didn't have my calendar, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> uh, so is there like a particular job that you like more than the others, or that you get you know you wake up and you're like oh I get to do this today, or you just it, it probably depends on the day okay. and, and the drama going on in each of the <laughs> positions, actually, probably. Um, one thing I do like is the variety because I don't get bored. Uh, there's always a different challenge awesome. that I have to face. Um, so did you initially set out out of college to do, like, one particular thing, or uh, did you just kind of just gr- fall into these jobs? or? Well, I knew when I was in pharmacy school that I wanted to do uh, inpatient clinical pharmacy, uh, back when I graduated, it wasn't quite as specialized as it is now. Um, so I was originally hired as an internal medicine infectious disease infectious disease specialist and kind of did both roles. And then as um, infectious disease became more of a, a bigger role, uh, then I kind of focused on that. I did not ever envision myself going um, into academia, but then uh, clinical pharmacy can be very time-consuming, especially with a family and you can't always say, I'm going to leave at 4 o'clock. So when my second child was born, I was looking for other options, and Orlando, the Orlando campus was hiring. And so given my a background of internal medicine and infectious disease, it just married real well with the, um, the specialists that they had on the campus. So that's when I started working there, and it, and it was much more compatible with having children at home. And then the regional coordinator position with the office, Office of Experiential Programs, that's actually a very new position. I think four years ago is when that was first started. And I believe UF is one of the few schools who has pharmacists working in that position, um, even though it's becoming, um, more pharmacy schools are becoming interested in having a pharmacist in that position. 
um, that really, um, that came at the best time that I had more hours to give to work. So that's why I accepted that position. Okay. Uh, so did you, um, out of school, did you do a residency or uh, what's... I did a one-year residency. Um, it was pharmacy practice residency at Shands Hospital in Gainesville. Um, and, and I knew because I knew I wanted to do an inpatient clinical position, so that's why I chose a pharmacy practice at a uh, hospital. And I considered doing a second year pharm- uh, pra- uh, residency. However, we, uh, my husband and I wanted to kind of get on with our lives. So um, I, that's why I forgo. I did not do a, a second year. I got you. And uh, is your husband in the medical field, or is he? He is a pharmacist as well, okay. and he did a one-year residency in um, ambulatory care. Gotcha. So does that make things uh, tough at home? So I imagine, you know, it's pretty uh, time-consuming for both of you guys to be in the same field. It just and... takes a lot of juggling to um, to know. We try to keep the days that are uh, stressful for each of us different. So Tuesdays are my hard days. Those are one of his more easy days. Um, he has clinic on it's different days, so I try to keep those days a little bit more free so that if the kids need one of us at home, I gotcha. we can juggle that a little easier. Okay. Uh, so shifting gears, um, so you do a few different things at school. You said you do skills lab, and then mm-hmm. you teach lectures. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of uh, goes into, like, preparing lectures? I'm sure, you know, a lot of students want to know, like, what, you know, what kind of mindset are you in when you're thinking about? Well, um, it depends on the lecture, the type of lecture. So if you're doing on a specific disease state, um, usually I need to review the patho um, a little bit more in depth because uh, I usually know the pharmacotherapy a little bit more than the patho. And that really helps you understand the why when it comes to pharmacotherapy, which I think is very important when you're teaching to know the why because then it helps you explain what the different options are a little more clear to the students. And if it is, like I do some topics like drug interactions, so there's not really a lot of pathophysiology or something like that that you um, know, so it's just kind of knowing the um, breadth of the knowledge. You can't really always know the depth on something like drug interactions because it encompasses so many different things. So really understanding the mechanisms behind that is where, where it goes and how it will apply to practice. Okay. And then as far as skills labs go, um, do you really have to change your mindset or the way you do things just to kind of, I feel like it's kind of a different approach teaching that hands-on skills stuff? Skills lab... Um, the one thing I really like about Skills Lab is because you can really showcase to the students how all of this knowledge that they're learning about, how that actually will be used in practice. So the, the practicality or the applicability of all that knowledge. And I think it also makes it much more real to students. And so I feel in Skills Lab, you get to see that light bulb go off, yeah. which is probably, the, to me, the biggest satisfaction with that side of the job is to see the student finally to see the student understand, you know, why did they learn all the pathophysiology of the um, of atrial fib and all the pharmacology of the beta blockers and calcium channel blockers? So when when they start applying it to the treatment, then they can start seeing, okay, this makes sense. This is this is how I'm going to make decisions in practice. And so that's what I like about Skills Lab. And um, I always try to focus in Skills Lab the practical applicability of what they're learning. And so that's the why also comes in there. Okay. Yeah, I had you for Skills Lab. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, like you said, it really makes things kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're sitting in class, yeah, it's kind of very abstract. And then, you know, you're in practice and you're like, oh, okay, that, it's, mm-hmm. it clicks. So awesome. Um, do you have any other projects or uh, things you're working on that you're excited about or coming up in your future? Well, just my 
the new class, the APPE readiness class. That's my biggest project right now. It's hard to look past that one, um, which to me, that's kind of a, it's an accumulation of all my experiences that I've had, both as uh, working as a clinical pharmacist, as a preceptor, um, as a professor, and then also as a regional coordinator and OEP, kind of taking all those experiences and connections that I've made and creating a course that will help the students kind of put everything together and to show to themselves that they are ready to go on rotations, um, that they're, they are ready to step out. Okay. And so just for a little context for people that don't go to University of Florida, um, University of Florida really overhauled their curriculum and it's looking pretty brand new. Uh, has that been a big challenge for you guys or I can't imagine that would be easy? Um, it's, it's been very challenging because we not only changed, um, we changed everything. We changed the format that we were giving it. We changed the order of the um, topics, and um, so it was. It was really just a big overhaul, and um, even just doing one, like being a part of one class, really makes you understand how big of a project this was for the University of Florida. Um, so it's it's challenging, um, but it's also very rewarding as well. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the extended release edition. I appreciate you coming on here, Dr. Vanderbord, and have a good one. Thanks for listening to the extended release version of the Capsule Production Podcast. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Lisa Vanderbord, and I also want to give a shout out to my team at Capsule Production. I want to say thanks to Jeff, Meher, and Amy for making this podcast possible. And finally, I want to thank Sephiros for providing the music. This song was called Celestial, and you can find it at freestockmusic.com. See you next week.